somewhere in the bowels of the city that never sleeps. Kevin McCullough, radio host with Salem Media. Is a man also not sleeping. Syndicated radio talk show host Kevin McCullough. And that guy would like a word with you. Many of you know him from as Lutz Fridamas. Of course that Kevin show is going to be great. The only thing that could be greater, of course, would be that Donald show. But we don't have that, so we have that Kevin show. Featuring the music of Dick Tunney and the Dream in Color Orchestra. Still to come, do you know what position Kamala Harris presently holds? He asks the people in Times Square, Justin Awad. And last hour, we learned she'll be single soon. Selena Gomez is back in the spotlight stage. And now, from Times Square, where every girl without an escort can now have her own complimentary pizza rat chaperone for free, here's that Kevin! Not making that one up either, friends. Ellie Schnitt on Twitter, or what used to be. I, I love NYC. Walking home alone was a little freaked out, and almost as though he knew a rat popped out of a pile of garbage, kept pace for four blocks. It's like my own disease-infested chaperone. Never alone in New York. Always got the vermin. Here we go. Assignment Desk Weekend. For Assignment Desk Weekend, I'm Kevin McCullough. Let's get to the top story. Hunter Biden, the president's son, may be in additional trouble. It was announced he will be indicted this week. But uh, pictured here, he's running the operation of get my dime bag of Coke back from the White House library or something. The first son may soon also face additional questions and charges pertaining to trafficking of girls across state lines for sex. The DOJ received letters from the House Oversight Committee demanding information uh, and expecting it returned by September the 22nd. What? Oops, this just in. Uh, and Assignment Desk Weekend apologizes. This is not a picture of Hunter Biden asking uh, to get his dime bag of Coke back from the White House. It's actually a picture of Hunter Biden asking Hillary Clinton how to destroy laptops that have pictures on them of young girls having sex with him. Assignment Desk Weekend apologizes for the error. President Biden, pictured here, getting his daily dose of wake-up juice, was told this week by the Fifth Circuit that he ran afoul of the law by pressuring social media platforms on COVID-19 content. In its 75-page ruling, the court said that the president, nor the Surgeon General, nor the FBI may coerce social media platforms to remove what they deem to be problematic content. To which the president then just responded by raising his hand and asking the judge, is it okay if we firebomb them? The merchant of death, and for those of you that can't tell the difference in this picture, that's the guy behind bars. The deadly terrorist that the Biden administration traded for Brittany Griner, she's the other one, has finally revealed what he said to her when the two passed during their prisoner exchange last year, saying, I have nothing to hide, and how he wants a normal relationship between Russia and the U.S., 
Now, this was such big news that Fox News dedicated an entire headline to it in their online reporting this week. So what did he say? I wish you very good luck. Wait. That's it? It's not even it's not even a news story. What are we doing? A scientist is making a stark admission about his research used to get his essay placed recently in the magazines Nature and Science. The John Hopkins lecturer and researcher now admitting on his own blog and a couple of other outlets that he distorted the findings of his studies to curry favor with the editors, saying that the editors for the prestigious journals made it abundantly clear that they pre-approve essays emphasizing human responsibility on the issue of climate change being the cause for wildfires. Even, he said, at the expense of factual truth. Simon Desk Weekend tried to find a joke about this story. There is none to be had. Uh, it's just that nature and science magazines are full of garbage. A new hiring methodology is now being questioned. Maybe you've heard about it. Hiring managers may now be testing their candidates by offering them a cup of coffee to enjoy during the interview. If the candidate refuses to offer to return their cup to said kitchen, managers may see it as a bad sign, questionable character, lack of initiative, something. Who knows? Assignment Desk Weekend believes this may be a tad bit short-sighted, even unfair in many instances, but we believe we've found the perfect solution for it. On your next interview, when you're asked if you'd like a cup of coffee, ask them if they've got a shot of bourbon instead. And finally, it's the year 2023, otherwise known officially as T-Swift AD. Literally, Taylor Swift has broken more records than any other human being in a single calendar year. Uh, not only did she shatter every arena attendance record for cumulative audiences of an event on her tour this last year in every city that she went to, not only did she shatter records of downloads for new and old music pre-recorded on iTunes and Spotify for every song in her repertoire, now she is poised to make the entire movie industry delay major film openings. When her new film, Eras Tour, comes out on October 13th, it will bump major film releases across the country, delaying them by as many as two to three weeks each. But then ask yourself the question, why shouldn't she? After all, if your choice is between going to see a remake of The Exorcist or getting to watch Taylor Swift beat up on her boyfriends for two and a half hours. I kind of like the second option. And that's Assignment Desk Weekend. How many hours are three days? Definitely 48. Oh, 36. Uh, 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 what was it? <laughs> 36. Oh, good. You almost messed up. Do you know what our country's national bird is? A penguin. A crow. <laughs> Which one? One of you is right. A crow. Penguin. Which one? One of you is right. All right, penguin. Penguin? There was a crow. Do you know what position Kamala Harris holds right now? What position? What? Do you know who Kamala Harris is? Kamala Harris? Yeah. 
You know what position she has? Prison? Or so. Yeah. You know what three times three times three is? Oh, I'm not in the headspace to do math, bro. I ain't doing no math. Give me a guess. Around, right? Give me a guess. Give me a guess. Shit, bro. Like, 24? Yes. Do you know how many letters make up the alphabet? No. Like, 36. Yes. If something costs 65 cents and you pay with a dollar bill, how much change do you get back? <laughs> you got me there. Around how much money? Alright, say it again. It costs 65 cents and you pay with a dollar. How much money do you get back? Um, like... Around how 40 much? 40 cents. Exactly 40? Yeah. <laughs> yes. If you were born in 1990, how old would you be this year? Around how old, if you have to guess. Like 30? Yeah, around there. Do you know who the 46th president of the USA was? Holy I don't. Um, Obama? Yes, very good. Yeah! <laughs> Do you know what 3 times 3 times 3 is? Repeat. What 3 times 3 times 3 is? Around what, if you had to guess? 21. Yes! Can you name the five Kardashian sisters? Kim, Courtney, Chloe, Kendall, and Kylie. Amazing. Do you know who the 46th president of the USA was? <laughs> Obama. I don't know. Yes, very good. Pharrell? Awesome. Do you know what 3 times 3 times 3 is? Around what is that? Some quick mental math. 30. Yes, very good. Awesome. Pharrell? Yeah. <laughs> yes. How many countries make up North America? North America. Yeah. <laughs> Shape with four sides called. I don't know. I haven't had. I haven't done something with shapes since like fifth grade. Can you name three countries besides the USA? Alabama. That's one. New Mexico. Two. And Connecticut. Three. It's too easy for you. What is one quarter plus two dimes? How much money is that? 65 cents? Yes. Ready or not, we'll be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, my next guest is someone who has made quite a following on TikTok and Instagram, but you may still not know who he is, though he is uh, he is lighting up Times Square on a regular basis with uh, some of the hardest questions that they to answer that anyone's been asked, like what's three times three times three? Uh, now, before you think you know the answer, you might want to see what some of the uh, responses have been. We'll get to that in a little bit. But ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together and welcome Justin Awad. Justin? Hey, Kevin. How are you? Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So my audience simply cannot get enough of what we call tripping in Times Square. 
it's it's some of the most entertaining stuff we've ever seen. But you're a young kid. You haven't been out of school all that long. Where did this channel come from? Yeah, so uh, the channel started, if I remember correctly, it was January 2021. So it was like right at the end of like that all that COVID stuff and lockdown right. and everything. It was me and a couple of buddies. We finally were able to go out and hang out together in the mall. Obviously, we were all like masked up and all that stuff. And one of my buddies is a little less intelligent in the nicest way possible than the rest <laughs> of us. So like we were talking about something like I, I think the question was like, like, what does the DC stand for in Washington, DC? And he was like, like, dude, nobody knows that. And me and all my friends were like, everybody knows that. Who doesn't know that? And he was like, I promise nobody knows that. So then I just started walking around asking random people in the mall and people didn't know. So I was like, wait a second, like maybe he has a point. And then I was like, what else do you not know? And I was like poking him. And so, yeah, that's kind of how the channel started. It was kind of like almost like a social experiment to give my friend a little confidence. But yeah, that's how it started. Now you're a North Jersey kid and and you you yeah. graduated from a Christian high school. Did, did you go to college before you started the channel? What's what's the timeline here? Yeah, I'm in college right now. I, I just started my senior year like literally last week. I just okay. started. I'm a biology major and hopefully taking my MCAT soon. Going to go to med school. That's the goal. But yeah, so I've been doing What do you want to do long term? Surgeon? Uh, it's a, it's a little tough. I know what I don't want to do. I don't like the eyes and I don't like the feet. I don't mess with those two things, but, uh, <laughs> the door is, the door is pretty open still. I, I think I have a little, a little time to decide, but yeah, I, well, I do. I like would almost wonder if, if this legwork that you've done on this, um, Instagram and TikTok channel wouldn't be a good, uh, foundation for like a psychiatry degree on some <laughs> level. Um, but we'll get into that in just a second. So, you're now considered uh, an influencer because you have hundreds of thousands of people that are following you and watching everything that you do. Um, do you feel that there's some sort of responsibility that comes along with that kind of title? Is there anything socially that you're feeling obligated to now that you've discovered that there is this like wide swath of, of uh, <clears throat> people that don't know answers to questions? Uh like, to be completely honest, like, I don't really feel that. Like, I I understand that I have, like, a pretty big following and a lot of people watch, but they, it's, like, the kind of content that I post is not, like, like, oh, like, this is a day in my life and this is what I'm doing. It's kind of just, like, pure entertainment just so people can laugh and smile. It's, like, I, like... I want to start getting into more of like a personal connection with my audience and like really start like posting more of my life and stuff like that. But as of right now, there's not really like that connect. It's almost like you're watching like a YouTube video or like a TV show or something. You don't really feel connected. So I don't really feel like that influence. Obviously, there is some type of influence, but I don't feel like it's huge or like a weight or a burden or anything like that. What I do notice is like sometimes like walking around campus or even like New York walking around, people are like are like looking at me and I'm like, yeah, like I'm a normal person. Like you can say hi if you want. Like it's not like weird or anything like that. But yeah, that's... I think so that's, there's a degree of recognition that's starting to happen when you're in Times Square? Yeah. Yeah, there is a little degree, <laughs> which makes it a little difficult because people like they always want to be interviewed, like people who recognize me. And obviously I was like, you well, study, they recognize you, study you, they're going to know the answers. Yeah. It's, it kind <laughs> like of it's not fair. Blows the whole formula. Um, yeah. Well, what you should do is you should work on a PhD level set of questions. Uh, and then when they come up to you, have them yeah. ready to go. Like, you know, what's, uh, what's Einstein's theory of relativity and can you explain yeah. it? You know, that, that type of thing. 
Um, we're speaking with Justin Awad, whose uh, channel is uh, under his name on Instagram. I've never watched you on TikTok. I don't. I don't do the TikTok. I. I, I yeah. I, I try to do everything I can to not have China spying on me as best I can. Um, so I'm just going to stay with you on Instagram. But you do have hundreds of thousands of followers there. What What is some of the criteria that goes into the types of questions that you've decided to ask these people? Yeah. So the types of questions are... And is it just also, you or do you have a, a team that's working on this with you? No, it's just me. I... I thought of all the questions. I wrote out all the questions. I had like my little cousin or my buddies, like one of them, they come film with me. And then I used to edit all the videos and then post the videos. But now like since like school starts up, I send my videos to somebody to edit and he just like puts like little subtitles and does little zoom ins. That's that little stuff. And also recently I've been doing like polls on my Instagram to like write new questions, like whatever people want me to ask. So it's like, that's kind of fun to get like new perspectives, even though a lot of the questions are like, not the best questions, but I, I'm so grateful for them. But uh, yeah, it's mostly me right now. Well, when you when you're there asking them, um, is there a fear that they're ever going to be too embarrassed by not knowing the simplest answer to the simplest thing? Yeah, there is, and some people do like they're like, no, like I'm not going to ask. I don't know if you. I watch mean, you've interviewed videos. some pretty big dudes, so I'm just like, you know, it's not always <laughs> yeah. good to make everyone feel stupid. Yeah. Well, that's like, that's like, there's a fine line in my head. And I think that like, I'm trying to do my best to stay on the side of we're all laughing together than laughing at the person giving the wrong answer. Because right. my whole like ideology is like, even I get some questions wrong. Like if someone to come up to me on the street and like ask me something like, maybe I'll get it wrong. It'd be like, oh, like, I'm so dumb. Like, that's so funny. I should have known that. Like, I want to make it like, okay, that normal people get questions wrong. Like, it, you don't have to be a perfect human being, you know, it's okay. And it's okay to laugh at yourself, which I think my generation specifically is like, so bad at everything is like, like, oh, I'm offended or like, I don't know, I, I don't want to get too much into it. But it's like, it's okay to smile and laugh. Like, it's okay to make mistakes. And like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, there's I want a certain to degree, that. there's a certain degree of charm in understanding that the world doesn't work perfectly. And that if we're completely yeah. serious all the time, we're gonna we're gonna blow a fuse. Like I just exactly. think, and I think that you're real, you're, you're, you're hitting a need that a lot of people don't even realize that they have until they spend two or three minutes on your site, laughing and enjoying uh, yeah. the content and then walking away going, huh? And even as, as we've uh, aired snippets of what you've done here, um, like I said, the, 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 the world of everything else that's out there. And I cover that stuff. I'm not afraid to talk about issues or, you know, take stands on things or anything else. I just feel like that if we can do it in a winsome way, and I think humor is one of the best ways to win people over, then I think that we can make a lot better strides in trying to bring people together. And I sense even that in some of your videos where some of the guys know that they're that they're being goofed a little bit, but like they're having such a good time doing it that it, it yeah. obviously doesn't matter. We're speaking with Justin Awad, who is the uh, host and um, proprietor of the Justin Awad pages on TikTok and Instagram, where he asks people questions that sometimes seem kind of simple, but sometimes people have a little bit of a hard time answering. I like to often introduce some of his segments on this show as the people that cancel out your votes which sometimes they do. Anyway, coming right back. Stay here. Ready or not, he'll be right back. That Kevin. 
to that Kevin show with Kevin McCullough. And we're back from Times Square. Yes, that Times Square, the Times Square, where uh, Justin Awad himself uh, often uh, takes his camera. And, and I think uh, I think uh, he, he trips people up a little bit that don't intend to be tripped up. They, they think the question's kind of simple. Justin, one of my favorite ones recently is the guy you asked about uh, where Joe Biden was born. <laughs> and instead of coming up with a location, he told you where he thought he should be. And... There is this kind of, and I don't know you can get this in any other city, but in Times Square especially, there's this kind of raw honesty that people are just going to give you if, you know, if they're bold enough to talk to you. And there's obviously a lot of personalities that you talk with and you have to kind of sometimes coax things out of people. But what have you learned? And you're studying biology, you're pre-med, you're, you're going you're gonna to go into the world and try to heal sick people in some way. What have you learned about the world around you through this process? What have you learned about people? What have you learned about their general knowledge of being informed and and what kind of impact that makes on the world around us? Yeah, I've learned like a lot of valuable information or a lot of valuable lessons, I think I'll put it that way. Cause like I'll grow up to I'll grow up to like a group of kids, like and they're all in a circle, like five or six of them be like, Oh, like, hey, does anyone want to do an interview, whatever? And usually the like the leader of the group or whatever. There's like, oh, always one star, right? He's like, There's I'll always do it. one star. And that one star is usually the one that gets a lot of the questions wrong. <laughs> so it's it shows like the way I see it is like there's a value on information. And okay, this kid might not know all the questions, but he's the one that's leading the group. And if he leads the group like to the like to start doing bad things or wrong things, like that can impact the other kids who might know the answers, you know? So like the way I see it is people are like, oh, like the future, like we're screwed. We don't know any, we don't know any information. We don't want to work hard, all that stuff. And yeah, maybe that stuff is true, but I think that there's like a, a value of it. Like how valuable really is knowing like three times three times three versus how valuable is knowing like uh, person to person skills or communication skills or like having confidence. Like there's other factors that I've realized that, really they all intertwine like i just see life like it's almost like the thread of like the shirt everything just like comes together like that so it's hard to weigh things that's what i've learned well and i i I, like i said i think this is your uh this is your groundwork for your thesis for your psychiatry degree um (laughs) but on some level so oftentimes when we're when we're producing the show my kids will see some of the stuff that we do ahead of time and they love they love it when i have segments from you on on a given night because my 13 year old wants to make sure that he knows the answer to all the questions. He's kind of my, my science engineering kid. So he, you know, he gives his brother and sister a hard time for not being as smart as him. And they're, you know, two and four years respectively younger than him. Um, But it has engaged them on the level of they, they want to be more knowledgeable because they see what lack of knowledge is, is doing and they don't just see it through the people that you interview. They then they 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 then connect the dots and say, well, if somebody honestly believes that Michelle Obama was the first you know female vice president of the United States, and they don't know that she was never an elected office holder in the country's history, then they they suddenly realize that people are making voting decisions on stuff that is not accurate. And there's it's in some ways it kind of uh, lit a flame for them to be more in search of the truth. Mm-hmm. And I think that ultimately um, if, if it does anything towards that extreme, this towards that end of things, I think you're, you're performing a major public service for us. 
Oh, that's, that's great news to hear. That makes me so happy to hear. I love that. Uh, like a little thing that you just brought up to my memory was I was in vacation. Uh, where was I? I think it was, I was in Hawaii when a teacher came up and she was like, Oh, like, do you mind if I take a picture with you? Of course. And like, I like to talk to people and stuff. So we were talking a little bit and she you was, brought she out the camera and like, started interviewing her. The teacher, right? <laughs> no, no. And she told me that um, she teaches like fifth grade or fourth grade, something like that. And she says, she plays my videos to the class to like, let them realize that there are people out there that don't know the information, that the information is valuable and important. And so like, whatever, I took a picture with her and she said, she's going to post it and frame it in her room, like in her school room, whatever, because she shows the videos. And that like made me so happy because I like, that's awesome. If we can have like a whole like turn of like the young generation wanting to know the information, like that's awesome. Yeah. So if people want to support your effort, they can buy your yes and company uh, gear. Where do they go to find that? Uh, it's on the link in my Instagram. They can click right there. And uh, coming up this week, there's going to be like new shirts coming out and stuff. And 100% of the profits I make, I'm going to donate. And I haven't decided where, but to some education school, something like that in this area, because I think that like that would be awesome to do to impact some kids lives and help uh, that whole sector you know it would keep you on brand and on message uh justin awad please come back and see us again sometime and keep making the videos we have too much fun here on saturday nights uh because you're out there thank you so awesome. much thank you so much for having me you got it kevin mccullough coming back from new york don't go Ready away or not he'll be right back Welcome back. Glad to have you with us. And coming up yet, still uh, the second time that Selena Gomez will take the stage for the Music Spotlight tonight and looking forward to her encore performance. I've got some exciting news to share with you. Since February, we have been on a little bit of a journey uh, where I've told you about something very special that was happening and asking you to consider what you could do to help us. Um, and in recent weeks, we had flirted with getting to about the halfway point of our goal. And uh, I just want you to know that a couple of weeks ago, we just shot right past it. Um, we, we have a list of 192 names of slaves that we know who are in trouble, uh, who uh, need our help, and who we can liberate this year, human slaves, yes, human slavery still exists on planet Earth. In fact, there's more people enslaved now than at any time in recorded human history. Um, they, they don't all experience the same things. Some sex traffic slaved experience different things than forced labor slaves. But in a place like Sudan, um, the slave experiences all of it. They experience the sexual abuse. They experience the verbal abuse. They, exp they experience the... Um, employment abuse where, you know, you work all day for nothing. Uh, you barely get crumbs off the master's table at night if you're lucky. Um, so it's it, the, the, the slaves that we are liberating in uh, northern Sudan, they, they experience the full gamut of everything that slavery uh, entails. 
And so that's why uh, my listeners and I, and those of you that uh, have decided to jump on board with us, know that for the last number of years, we have done everything we could to free as many as we can. And I would say in the last few years, we're closing in on 4,000 human beings that we were able to liberate from slavery. Actual human beings in slavery are now free because uh, those of you that listen to this show and uh, care uh, so deeply. Well, our goal this year um, is not dissimilar to what it's been in the past. And uh, we know because we constantly are doing negotiations and finding slaves and understanding where they are, these slaves that were largely taken as slaves because of the Sudanese Civil War, uh, there's still about 35,000 in captivity. And we had identified about another 192 that we're asking you to help. Now, what does your help consist of? This is a very important question. It's very simple. Um, when the slave is liberated, when the negotiation is complete, there's a need to give that slave what they need to begin their life over again with. And that's what we call the Christian Solidarity International Bag of Hope. And it's much more than a bag. Uh, it's a year's worth of grain. Uh, they eat a lot of sorghum in Sudan, so a year's worth of sorghum grain. It's another year's worth of seed to plant a sorghum crop so that they have some in the year following the year that they have food already stored up for. Then there's a number of other things, utensils for gardening and cooking and uh, cleaning and to even some degree fishing, uh, utensils for all of those uh, things, preparations for bedding and for um, tarps to protect you for the weather, from the weather and a number of, of um, issues that are just related to just survival day to day. There's a Bible included in their language in the uh, survival pack. And on top of that, uh, there's access to clean drinking water and uh, other forms of sustenance, not the least of which is a she-goat that gets given to the slave as they are being helped to return to their home area. And these she-goats actually provide um, a bit of micro-enterprise because they can create the milk and the cheese and then sell those, but also micro-enterprise from the standpoint that they can breed these she-goats and sell the kidlings to other people to help sustain themselves uh, as they go about it. Now, these are women that before they are given this opportunity have experienced sexual abuse on a nearly daily basis for the last anywhere from 12 to, to 20 years, depending on when they were taken. But through the Christian Solidarity International uh, program, not a single one of them have ever been taken back into slavery. Not a single one of them have ever been lost uh, once they've uh, gotten home. So uh, I'm asking you, after a dozen years of this program working with more than 85 to 125,000 slaves liberated, will you help us in these uh, in these days to get these next 192 across the finish line? Now, how many have we rescued this year? 107 so far. That means there's 85 on our list to go. $250 supplies the Bag of Hope. That's it. Call us, supply the Bag of Hope. We go get the slave. We liberate them. We get them home. They have everything they need to start their life all over again. Will you help us? 800-342-1010. No, 888-342-1010. Not 800. 888-342-1010 is the number. 888-342-1010. 
1010-888-342-1010. Or you can just give online by going to bringherhome.org. Bringherhome.org. Who are we bringing home? We're bringing the slave home from captivity back to uh, to safe and sound. Your gift is doing that. It takes them from literal death and everything that they're experiencing, being abused in every way possible, to a brand new literal life for them. Uh, and and doing so in the name of Jesus uh, is, is the process. Uh, here's that number again, 1-888-342-1010. Your $250 gift supplies everything they need for the coming year, and it sets them up to have their needs met uh, far beyond that. And no one else is going to do this. Friends, we, we are some of the only people on planet Earth that even care, and we have liberated nearly 4,000 in the last just few years. Uh, 888-342-1010, 888-342-1010. Kev, do you, do you do this yourself? Yes. My family and I liberate one slave every month. We just feel like it's what we need to do. My kids are involved. They know what the, the slaves have been through. Uh, they are well aware of the pain that has been uh, leveled against them. And it was their idea to come to me and say, Dad, you may be giving, but we want to give as a family. Can we do this? And so once a month, we send a gift to Christian Solidarity International of $250, and that liberates one more slave and gives one more slave a chance at life uh, brand new and one that they don't have to fear looking over their shoulder and being afraid and all the rest of it. It's really, really an amazing program. And I'm, I'm hopeful and prayerful that you'll join us in the effort. 888-342-1010, 888-342-1010. You can also go to bringherhome.org, bringherhome.org. Ready or not, we'll be right back. That Kevin. Serving it up with a no drink minimum. It's that Kevin show. So prior to tonight, the only time she'd been on that Kevin show was appearing with Coldplay uh, in a duet with them. But ladies and gentlemen, welcome back, Selena Gomez. Here are parts of my story I tried to hide in the glory And sweep it under the table So you would never know Sometimes I feel like an accident People look when they're passing And never check on the passenger They just want the free show Yeah, I'm constantly Trying to fight something That my eyes can't see Change. 
And is it just me or does that final couple of notes there sound a little bit like the theme song to her TV show, Murders in the Building? Uh, I, I could be wrong, but uh, that is Selena Gomez, who is brilliantly cast alongside uh, Martin Short and Steve Martin uh, in Murders of the uh, of the Bu in Murders in the Building, uh, which is uh, available and seen on Hulu. Kevin McCullough saying thank you to everyone who joined us tonight. Carol Markowitz, Justin Awad, and of course uh, the <coughs> competing presidents. <clears throat> <laughs> along with Lady Gomez herself. Uh, and we hope that you'll uh, join us again next week. We will be back. It's going to be a busy fall. We've got a lot of coverage of the campaign, but also lots of laughs every single weekend right here on That Kevin Show. Thank you for joining us. Uh, and a special hello tonight to Panama City, Florida, joining us for the uh, very first or second time. So honored to be part of that great station and those great people. We will see you next time.